Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Buenos noches, amigos and amigas. Uh, welcome back to the Raptor Cast. This is Tommy Cartello bringing you episode six. It's been a while, but I'm back, baby. As my man Martin might say, what's up, what's up, what's up? Anyways, folks, this uh, episode is going out to my homeboy, Ryan Cravalis, Lloyd K, as we call him on the streets. Uh, this is for you, buddy, for the drive to work in the morning, man, so you can hear my sexy voice, man. <laughs> just playing, folks. Anyways, I'm going to make it short and sweet here in, in the introduction. I'm uh, just going to be talking about the West Coast road trip for the Raptors, in which they went two and two on. Uh, I'll talk about the upcoming week for them. Uh, we'll talk about uh, a few different teams in the NBA. Are they for real? Are they fugazi? Uh, so let's get right on and uh, let's not fuck around. Let's not beat around the bush. Pardon my Francais there. Let's get rolling. All right, so let's jump right into it and let's talk about this uh, little West Coast road trip. Overall, let's talk about the Raptors right now a bit. Uh, they've been hitting a little bit of a wall. In the last 10 games, they're 5-5. Five and five. I got to say that's a combination of injuries and no flow K-Lo, you know. Uh, when K-Lo's not in the flow, then uh, the team's not in the flow. When he gets back into a flow, he got that little thigh injury. So then the team's not in the flow. Either which way, when K-Lo doesn't go, neither do we. And, uh, that, you know, I say I attribute that to the 5-5, five and five, uh, you know, last 10-game combo. Better that we get these things out of the way now in the early season and later on when it really counts. Uh, you know, I, I got a really good question, right? Like, they, the Raptors went out west. Uh, they, they, they ended up 2-2. Two and two. Uh, They come out, they win two big games right away against the Clippers and against Golden State. Two picks, right? I mean, uh, that's incredible. And that's without Kawhi Leonard. So, you know, what do you never have uh, told that. You would have never predicted that that was going to happen. No foreshadowing there. And then, uh, uh, the, you know, then uh, Kalo goes out with a little thigh injury and our team goes to shambles. Kawhi comes back, but if there's one thing in Kawhi's game that he's, that I got to say DeMar DeRozan is ahead of him in, it's the uh, distribution role. You know, DeRozan got so much better at being an assist guy as well with his points. And if he could have just knocked down the three consistently, I don't think we'd even see Oscar DeRozan leaving this Raptors team. That's just a little throw out there, just talking about it. But the one thing Kawhi doesn't have, and that's that ball handling. It's not ball handling, but the distribution, getting people involved, high assist numbers if you need to, uh, getting the rest of your team involved, not just that high ISO or, you know, uh, quarter threes and things like that or the pull-up and drive. Uh, but when, so when Kylo goes out and our assists drop dramatically, that's a big reason to me that the Raptors uh, will never be that great of a team. If we don't have, I always say, I always told you guys that, uh, you know, over 10 threes, over 12 threes, uh, hold your team, the other team under 42% shooting, and, uh, you know, high assist numbers. But I believe the assist numbers more than anything lead to a good Raptors team or a stinky Raptors team. So, and, and right now what this last little run has shown me is that, uh, both our backup point guards, they're not really that mold of a classic point guard, just a team-involved kind of point guard. Mind you, the Raptors are missing a lot of open shots, but at the same time, like Delonso, he's not really a great playmaker. He's he, he's not you know he's not your typical. And I mean, to me, it's a little bit of a waste. He's six foot five, and he could do so much better than I think he's doing. But I don't know if it's a, if it's a demeanor, if it's an attitude, if he's got the T. Ross uh, syndrome. Uh, you know, that's still the, 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 the jury's still out on that, but I think he could be such a better playmaker, but he's not. And Freddie, regardless of that 14 assist game that he had, he's not 
really a high assist guy, you know. He's a, if he was a starting PG, I'd say he'd probably max out at seven assists a game or something like that. But those guys can't aren't running the offense. They're not dynamic enough. Either with the lawn, you don't respect the shot, so you give him a gap, and if, he, if he's not hitting the three well, he's not going to go by you. Uh, Freddie's smaller, you know, for, he's a pit bull, but he's small, and he can't get by those guys like he wants to and create those alleys and hit those shots. So, you know, I attribute most of the stuff to the Raptors play to having guys in and out of the lineup right now due to various injuries. Uh, JV's injured, we all know that with the thumb, and I mean, how do you not get the where a guy gets a dislocated thumb, that's something that the league needs to look into. But how valuable is it is JV showing to be against some of these teams lately? Uh, he's, he's a beast. He rebounds. He can get you a bucket when you need it. The pick and rolls are outstanding. With him and Kyle Lowry having a, a tremendous, tremendous chemistry together. Uh, and, and you see right now that you miss him. And, and, and that to me, you know, and Ibaka's good and everything, but Ibaka thrives with a Kyle Lowry in the lineup. As you see, Ibaka's numbers are not nearly as good. He's not getting his shots. Uh, he, he can score his HDs. JV's not there. Ibaka's doing a lot, but Kawhi can't get him involved the way that Kylo gets him involved. So that leads me to the question, are the Raptors better with or without Kawhi? Uh, you know, what are you going to do? Or, you know, like they've shown that they can win without Kawhi. Lowry's in the lineup, but they can't win with Kawhi when Lowry's out of the lineup. So is it, is it you know, I'm still jumping on the ground. I'm just asking questions. I believe that this team will gel out and get better. This is still a team that's, I say, ahead of the curve that we thought they were going to be at the beginning of this year because you need to get chemistry and guys need to step up and know their roles. Once the injuries calm down, it's good that it happened now, not at the end of the season or something. So this is really good for us. I think the Raptors will snap out of it when guys come back, but not having Kyle Lowry in the lineup, I don't believe that the Raptors would be necessarily, I'd say they'd be a 500 team, so maybe five games above 500 in that vicinity. They wouldn't. They possibly wouldn't even be a playoff team, I don't think. And it's not just Kyle Lowry, it's the type of point guard that Kyle Lowry is. So, who knows, you know? Uh, we're going to get into talking a little bit about uh, the upcoming week coming up here, but, you know, I... Uh, Boucher isn't getting a lot of playing time right now. This guy's the G League MVP this year. He's uh, he got like almost averaging five blocks a game. I don't care if you're playing in China. But actually, no, no, I'll take that back. Because Stephon Marbury is dropping like 70s, and Jimmer Fredette's hitting like 80 points a game there. So let's 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 not say that. But I mean, the guy's getting five blocks a game down in the G League, almost 30 points, 13, 14 rebounds a game. You need to let him play a little bit more minutes. I know you got Boos in there, but divide those minutes between Ibaka, Boos, and get Boucher a slice of the pie, guys. Get Boucher in there at least to see what he needs to work on. I know he's skinny, frail, but that's what he is, man. And that's what he's going to be, but he, he, can, he shows that he can excel in the other facets of the game. Give him some run. Let him get comfortable. The worst thing that happens under this situation is that he shows what he needs to work on, and that's what the G League is for, to get better than it improve so that you can be at the big club, not down there, right? So give Boucher some minutes. It's time for this guy not to be Bobby Boucher, the water boy, but Chris Boucher, the shot blocking mama fucking mouth. All right, guys. Just to recap on the last segment there, I'm not, uh, you know, just to add one finishing touch to it. 
you know, I make it sound like this was doom and gloom. It was four games out west. But the Raptors ended up 2-2 two and two on a West Coast road trip. If you go into that West Coast road trip saying that you're uh, going to win, you know, two out of three, you're going to come out 500 against the teams that we did, then heck yeah, man. You would have been all good for good with that. Uh, we still are the number one team in the league in, uh, on the road. We still are the number one team in the league, baby. And one of only two teams now that have single-digit losses, us and the Denver Nuggets. Nuggets are right on our trail. They're, they're, they're uh, tied us in the loss category there at nine losses. So here we go, rock and roll. Uh, now, you know, let's talk about this week coming up, uh, starting specifically with tonight against the Indiana Pacers. Once again, we're going to be shorthanded. Uh, Kyle's not going to play. Ibaka's out this evening as well, and JV's out, obviously, as well as Powell. But, you know, we get uh, Pascal back. And I didn't even talk about Pascal in the injury report there. Uh, in the last two games, we haven't had Pascal either because that hard bump that he took, and that's wrestling, wrestling lingo right there, folks. He took himself a real hard bump. Uh, on the on the lower back area, and he wasn't been in, and so we were missing some severe guys, you know, some uh, significant significant uh, manpower and star power in those last few games, and we were still in those games to a certain extent. Uh, now we got the Pacers coming up. I was going to say they were uh, the team with the longest winning streak coming into this Raptor game, but they lost last night against the Cleveland Cavaliers by a last second shot by I believe it was Larry Nance Jr. So <laughs> if you think somebody's going to have a last get game winning shot Larry Nance Jr. probably be last on my list no offense Larry uh but I just don't like people with the name Larry uh, <laughs> uh but here we go uh, uh so they their seven game win streak was snapped uh, so now they come in looking to start a fresh win streak against the Raptors. And they're a team that's hungry, that's playing very well with the return of Victor Oladipo. They found themselves before Oladipo came back and they got themselves into the winning ways. So we, uh, it's a, it's a hard game. And like I was saying in the previously, without Kylo running that point guard spot, it's going to be extremely tough. And I personally don't like our chances for a victory tonight. I hope we're wrong, but I'm being a realist. And, uh, Maybe we give Pascal more run and let him uh, run the point maybe a little bit more and get people involved, but let's hope for the best. I know we can win it. Maybe these games will start letting us catch our flow and get to know each other, which will be a good thing for later on in the season. But uh, I, I don't like the looks of the game tonight for the Raptors. Uh, the keys to the victory for us is going to be to not play Indiana Pacers tempo. Don't let Indiana turn you over. Don't let them get out running. Try to calm down on the three-pointers. Don't let them get out there. And we actually have to hit a few. CJ Miles, please, man. Come on. Please. You even got the start in 33 minutes, man. You can't hit a bloody three, man. Please hit a three. So if we can hit some threes, maybe we got a chance to stick into this one. But they got a very, very, very good team. Very diverse with very uh, varying weapons on the team. So it's not just Oladipo anymore. Uh, they're growing this season as opposed to, you know, some teams uh, came on strong last year and they're taking a little bit of a back seat. This Indiana Pacers team keeps on growing. So if we get a victory tonight, that'd be wonderful. That'd be awesome. We still have the best player on the court, Kawhi Leonard. Then we got, uh, pardon me for a second here, folks, got a little sinus issues. Now, 
coming up on Friday. Then we got those same Cleveland Cavaliers. So that's a game we have to get. We have to get these games right now that are streak busters. Because if we lose this game, that's a three-game losing streak. Again, and then uh, you need to get into that and have a streak buster against Cleveland. You got to be the better team. Come out. Don't play to your opponent. Play to your strengths. Play to your tempo. And then, you know, start trusting the next guy. Kawhi, you'll get a better shot if you circle that ball around two more times. It'll come back to you because people are looking for you. You have to do a better job of that. Uh, so Cleveland on Friday night. Uh, we got Philly Saturday back-to-back. So I don't care what anybody says in the NBA. We are the kings of the back-to-back. Back-to-back in the six. I hope one day it's going to be back-to-back champions. Uh, but here we go. Uh, we are 10-2 and two in back-to-back games this season, as well as an astounding, astonishing 6-0 and on the second of the back-to-backs. I, that's a stat I want to throw out there, and I'd like to see throughout the season if anybody's ever had a better record than that, because that, to me, is incredible. That's a second game. Some of those games, ten and two overall in back to backs, and these aren't against uh, crappy opponents here. This NBA this year, other than maybe four teams, which can still still beat you on any night, the NBA is filled with decent teams up and down the board now. So, I predict the Raptors going on a uh, to, to finish the week two and one. Uh, I'd love for it to be three and zero. Oh. I hope it's not one and two or zero oh and three. But you know, I, I, I it, it, don't be surprised if it is one and two, depending on what happens. Let's just get this stuff out of the way now. At this point in the season, uh, let's uh, we're still sitting up, even with the way we're playing, we're still sitting number one in the East. So that says a lot as well. You have to get out. You got to iron out these kicks, and that will happen. And I believe that this Raptors team, this is just a little small stumble along the way. Every team goes through this. Look at the Golden State Warriors just a little while ago. So I don't see it being an issue. Uh, th- that's what I think will happen this week for the Raptors. And uh, you know what? I love to be proved wrong. So I hope I'm wrong and, uh, in the grateful ways. Are the Dallas Mavericks for real? Are the Sacramento Kings Fogazi? Is it the other way around? Are they both for real? Or are they both Fogazis? And in case you don't know what a Fugazi is, folks, Fugazi's a fake. So that means a team in, in, in uh, aspects to NBA, that's a team that's not gonna that's gonna come out and uh, do well for a portion of the season and then fall flat on their you know what and come back down to earth. Now, are both these teams you know? Is it just a little streak right now? Uh, personally, I think that both of these teams, Dallas Mavericks and the Sacramento Kings, are for real. And you know what? <laughs> Excuse me, folks, but in Croatia, when you say a statement and then you sneeze after it, that means that statement was correct and true. So that that, that speaks for itself, right there. Now let's talk. You know, the Dallas Mavericks. My real my, my my reason for them being for real is that they got a lot of young talent on that team, but good young talent, talent that you don't hear bad things going on with them. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., I think, you know, uh, Luka Doncic, who's going to be incredible. This guy is a, a vet beyond his years already, and he's only in the first, he's 19 years old, first year, but he played in Europe for those big-time leagues over there, and that's, the, that's serious business, right? So uh, not only that, but you add on Dallas, uh, DeAndre Jordan, uh, Excuse me. Dirk's back now. Uh, Maxi Claver. Nobody knows about him, but you will. Trust me. 
if you're a fan, you do. Uh, I said Dennis Smith. I said Luca Harrison Barnes. Uh, now his name's uh, eluding me right now, but he's a shooting guard. Uh, played for Portland before Martel Webster or something like that. Something along those lines right there. Correct me if I'm wrong, but anyways, these guys are good players there. They're starting to come to fruition a little bit there. They're starting to uh, grow up and play good basketball. And, you know, in this uh, West Coast, uh, in, the, in the Western Conference this year, you got a chance to do something. So I think Dallas will be uh, for real. And I believe Dallas will be there in the eighth seed, if not above, in the playoffs this year. And like I said, the Sacramento Kings, you know, are they for real? I said they were for real, but you know what? I'm more borderline. If you're going to be borderline, then I got to say it tilts towards Fugazi because they're a good team, but their logjam of forwards, I think, at the end of the day, unless they, unless Vlade Divac moves some of these guys and gets himself some more uh, playmakers to back up, De'Aaron Fox, who's playing fantastic. De'Aaron and Buddy Heald are incredible. They're... Uh, you know, they're a scoring combo. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is just taking over fourth quarters. His defense is playmaking everything. And like I said before with Kyle Lowry, a team with a playmaking point guard that can dissect the other team's defense is one of the most important things. Chris Paul at his best ran teams because of that kind of uh, ability to, to pass. Jason Kidd, you know, the list goes on and on and on. White Chocolate, Jason Williams, you know. But the Sacramento team, they're borderline. Uh, right in between for real and Fugazi because I don't know what to expect. Is it is the running is, is the luck gonna run out? Can they keep doing what they're doing? I I think that they need a couple more some more talent on that team uh, and maybe get rid of some of the big guys you have up up front to be able to create that space. But you know what? I hope I'm wrong because I really like that team. And then uh, you know I'll throw in a third team in here as well for years to come. They're Fugazis right now. But there's a trio of guys on the Phoenix Suns that when they are playing, which they are right now in the midst of, I believe, a three-game winning streak, uh, Devin Booker, TJ Warren, and DeAndre Ayton, uh, listen, those guys, those three right there are the next big three in the next five years. So if they can keep them together on the Phoenix Suns and you build around that team, that team's going to be uh, a contender like they were in the days with Charles Barkley, Dan Marley, and Kevin Johnson. And on that note, I'm going to grab my Johnson and get the heck out of here, folks. Uh, you know what? Uh, it was Tommy Cartello here once again with uh, the Raptor Cast episode six. Hit me up at uh, RaptorCast1996 at gmail.com if you want to, uh, if you have any topics you want to talk about, if you want to get a hold of me or ask me anything, uh, you know what, and hopefully you'll be listening to this, and uh, hopefully you'll keep listening. Episode 7 coming to you fairly, fairly soon. Have a good night, guys. Let the winners be ours, and let's go Raptors. Peace out.